Welcome. Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter, Spotify, and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube and give us a five-star rating on Spotify. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my co-host, Brendan. Hello, people. And we have a special guest with us, Keith, who's going to discuss wrestling because it is Saturday and you know what that means. It is AEW Review Saturday. Yes, sir. We want to give a shout out to you, Keith, for our new logo. It is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It's fun working on it. Thank you. So, Keith, Brendan, are y'all ready to get mid with some AEW wrestling? Sure. Do it. So, I have a list of things that we could talk about before. This segment is our wrestling news. So, gentlemen, what do you think about intergender wrestling? Would you like to see more mixed tags? Mm, yeah, they're cool. Like, if you have a good story behind it, like, I'd love to see some more of it because we don't really get much of it. An intergender tag team title would be cool. Like, I can see Adam Cole and Britt Breaker going absolutely insane if they had like a title for it. So, I mean, it'd be pretty nice. Maybe. Brandon, your thoughts? I also think it depends who they have wrestling in it. I think that plays a big factor into the whole mixed tag matches and everything as well. But I think a mixed tag team title would be very cool. Awesome, I agree with you. So, next topic. Mustafa Ali requested his release from WWE. However, WWE is refusing to release him. What's your thoughts, Brandon? Uh, Vince McMahon's a cock. That's my thoughts. <laughs> Keith? Free my boy Ali. He deserves better. If they're not going to use them, let him go. They always say there is actually a hashtag. It says free Ali on Twitter. Like they're no, really trying to get that. Let's go. Free my boy and Ali. Somebody, whoever started it, WWE has banned them from like seeing their stuff now. Yeah. The WWE on Fox Channel has banned them. Uh well, I guess I'm about to get banned. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, but free Ali. They say if you love something, let it go. They need to let Ali go so he can spread his wings and fly like the goat he is. I want to see him have awesome matches. I want to see him against Brian Danielson. I want to see him against Kenny Omega, Cody, all the guys. Doesn't matter. He can have a banger anywhere he goes. So he needs to be set free. Ali is. Yes, I've always liked Ali. Fucking good. Ali is really damn good. Just. Yes. WWE held him back. Like they held back Valor. All right, our next topic. Who do you think is worth more money in 2024? Britt Baker or MJF? MJF for sure. MJF is the future of wrestling. Also, he's going to have the bidding war of 2024. Like, 
there's no way this man is not coming out and getting paid. Like, Britt Baker is an awesome talent, but MJF is literally going to be the face of some company by 2025. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Brendan? Probably Maxwell. Unless somehow Maxwell gets hurt between now and then, which hope not. Take your tongue, boy. Injuries suck for anybody, but probably Maxwell. And hopefully he stays as the face of AEW. I'm going to say both. I think Britt is worth money for women. And I think MJF's going to raise the bar for men. So our next question. Everyone says WWE misuses talent. Who do you think is misused in the AEW world? Hmm. That is tough. That's a good question. Oh, I stumped you guys. Oh. Let's see who's misused. I want to see Will Hobbs get more time on AEW because Will Hobbs is a really good talent, but he only shows up like every two months. Like Will Hobbs, if you see them, he has the size and the ability to just go on a run right now. And I could see him being a dominant TNT champion. And I would Miro, love to see where, a Will Hobbs and a Wardlow match. Where is Miro been? <laughs> I think he got hurt. I think he got injured. That's why Miro's been out. Yeah, because I remember seeing him like stuck in the Twilight Zone for like three weeks, and now he's just disappeared. Like, where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, I think he got injured. Brendan? Oh, if... I'm going to say so the vision. We need more women's matches on Dynamite and Rampage. Because they're That's good matches. True. So. Well, with you saying that, Brendan, what would you think about them maybe taking, like, one of their YouTube shows and just having it all women? Ooh, that would be cool. You know, like, take the dark or elevation and it'd just be all women's matches and then the other one use for your younger talent hmm. yeah if you look at the matches that they've had on AEW this week plus the promos if you take away the Cole and Baker match I think they only had about four segments with women in it for this entire week mm-hmm. so yeah you do need to use women more in AEW well I think the reason they don't is I don't think their women's division is as strong Talent-wise, because, like, a lot of their women talent is still learning. Okay. Yeah. But they're not really going to get any better if they're not getting any time either. So the more That's time true. they get, the better it'll get eventually. So they <laughs> work on that a bit. Yeah. Do you think Jay Cargill should be part of the pinnacle? Yes. Why? Because she fits the pinnacle stereotype. Badass. Money. And she's dominant. And I'd love to see her team up with Wardlow and kick some ass. Now that's an intergender team I want to happen. Jade Cargill 
is certainly probably going to go to the pinnacle at one point because I can see the pinnacle versus the elite at some point. And if Britt Baker is going to be with Adam Cole, the pinnacle is going to have to find some lovely woman to be against Britt Baker. And the only one that is even big enough right now would either be Thunder Rosa or Jade Cargill. And Jade Cargill is the biggest heel they have in the women's roster right now. So Jade Cargill would be the perfect fit for the pinnacle. Next, do you think Finn Balor's run in the WWE has been successful overall? No. Why? (laughs) Well, being S. Finn is my favorite WWE wrestler. Yes, he won the Universal title, then had to drop it. Yeah, he's won the IC title. But other than that, he's just a glorified jobber. Which sucks. Because if you have this man lose the Austin Theory clean, he needs to be gone. And they're not doing nothing with him. They haven't for like the past three months. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. His momentum was derailed after SummerSlam after he won the Universal title. If he hadn't gotten injured, I feel like he probably would have went in a completely different direction. I figured that after his NXT run, they would try to give him a bigger push when he got back to the main roster. But unfortunately, we've seen that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I wouldn't. It, I, I'd say it's too early to say that his run hasn't been good yet. But as of right now, it hasn't really been the best. I think I agree with both of you, gentlemen. So, the biggest news out of WWE this week was WWE changing Walter's name to Gunther. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they need to do their research before trying to give people new names. If you uh, cannot take the time to do a simple Google search and find out that you're about to give an Austrian man a Nazi's name, um, you need to rethink your entire creative process. <laughs> So, uh, does WWE really have a creative process? Though? <laughs> That's, That's true, <laughs> they do need to figure their stuff out very quickly. If this is some of the outcomes that they are getting, they need to take their time just a little bit more to do a little bit more research on what they're doing. Brendan, um, like Keith said, giving Gunther. To a Austrian man in the last name they wanted to give him as well. No, that shouldn't happen. They need to go into more research, like Keith said. And also, everybody that said Gun or Walter wanted his name to change to Gunther Starts, they're high. Because why would an Austrian man want to change his name to a Nazi U boat commander? Good point. Let me throw this out there. During Stone Cold's time at WWE, let me give you some of the names he was presented with to change. Fang McFrost, Snowman, Otto Von Ruthless, Mr. Freeze, Ice Dagger, Cruel Luke, Cool Cat, and Chili McFreeze. These are the names... Vince wanted to change Stone Cold too. What's all the cold innuendos? This man just was just in the middle of winter, and they're just like, "We want you to be cold." 
Oh, man. <laughs> there was no creative process in any of those names. They sound like freaking characters from a cartoon. Mr. Freeze, they would have had a whole lawsuit with DC. <laughs> <laughs> they should have named him Auto Freeze. Dr. Auto Freeze. That would have killed his entire momentum. Stone Cold is iconic. <laughs> I'm just saying. Evidently, they're not that good on, on creative names. Oh, man. All right. So, me and Brendan are big fans of the Busted Open show on Sirius XM. Bully Ray was on there saying that John Moxley should have apologized to the fans. Bully has been taking a lot of heat on Twitter for saying that Moxley should have apologized. So do you agree or disagree with Bully Ray saying he should have apologized to the fans? I personally under I understand where he was coming from, like how he was trying to say, oh, there are people who paid tickets to see John Moxley. However, the timing of which he said it was this very bad timing. <laughs> like he just got out of rehab. This is his first time back. He looked great, by the way. John Moxley is looking really good. But yes, we'll talk about that more. But the fact that he said it the day after he came back, and after fans shouted what he did at John Moxley, like I think that it just came off as very insensitive from Bully Ray. But at the same time, it is Bully Ray. He could have been in character. So, yeah. I kind of, I'm like you, Keith. I kind of get where he was coming from. But also, there's just some people who don't apologize, period. You know, whether they should or shouldn't, they're not, period. I don't have a problem with him not apologizing. I, I wouldn't have had a problem with him apologizing. The only people I really think he owed an apology to was his boss man, Tony Khan, his family, and that's probably it. And maybe a few close friends. Yeah. yeah. But like you, I agree. If I paid a ticket and I was a Moxley fan and all of a sudden he doesn't show up, then yeah, I'm pissed. I spent X amount of dollars to go see someone that's not showing up. Your thoughts, Brandon? I agree with what both of you said. I think Bully could have worded it a little bit better than what he did. But like you said, Moxley shouldn't have to apologize unless it's to Tony Khan or its family. And other than that, it's just cool. He's back, and that's all that matters. And hopefully he stays healthy and sober. Yes. Okay, next. AE Dynamite was number one on cable this week. It beat Raw in the 18 to 49 demo. And I want to get you guys' thoughts on WWE fans uses the excuse that Raw has to go up against Monday Night Football. So that's why their ratings drop. I personally haven't watched Monday Night Raw in about, I don't know, three years. It's just the product for Raw is just not good. However, I do understand that this week they did have to go against a pretty premier playoff game in the Monday night football range. So I can understand where they're coming from. But to be honest, this is probably showing what's more to come. Eventually, 
Dynamite's probably going to take over Raw in the 18 to 49 demographic and probably eventually in the actual demos as well because I don't believe Raw's been good in years. If I'm watching Raw on a Monday night, there's because there's no Marvel movie on and I just need background noise. <laughs> now, I will say the only time I actually do pay attention to Raw is after a pay-per-view because that's usually when you get the best Raw is after a pay-per-view. Yeah, that's true. But in their defense, Raw has been on the air for 29 years on Monday night and has been going up against Monday night football for 29 years. So all of a sudden, this is an excuse because a new product has come and they're beating you in your demographic area. So that's why I find their excuse a little lame. Brendan? I think most people watch the Monday night football game. Just for the Moon Knight trailer. I know I did. I did too. But like you said, Raw's been going up against Monday Night Football for 20-something years. So for it to be an excuse now when AEW beat them in the key demo, I don't know. It's going downhill really fast. This is the second time AEW has had over a million viewers for their Dynamite. And they've only been in existence for 28 months. So I'm just saying, throwing that out there. So, thoughts on Sami Zayn re-signing with WWE? Just As long as he got that bag, I'm happy for him. He deserves every cent that he's getting, much like Kevin Owens. And I'm pretty sure you signed there to be with his best friend. So you can't really be mad at him. I'm happy for him. I like I mean, I can't be mad at for him neither. You know, if he's getting if he's getting that payday. But I still think he'll be underused and he'll be underrated. Because from what I've heard, he was really good in NXT and then they brought him up and he just kind of gets put in the shuffle. He looks really good next NXT. Yeah, it's like Vince just finds guys, and he's like, you're going to be lower mid-card, and they stay there for their whole career. Unless they can have a breakout moment like Kofi did during the Kofi Mania phase. And they- or when all the fans got behind uh, Daniel Bryan with the Yes movement. Yeah. Also, they don't fit Vince's quota of what a champion should be. Tall, built, long hair. So. At the same time, Seth Rollins doesn't really fit that mold either. Yeah, but Seth was different. Seth was a (laughs) badass. Speaking of Seth, since you're going to get me off track from my notes, if you watched SmackDown last night, the promo between Seth and Roman Seth dropped John Moxley's name on WWE. Hmm. Anybody think Vince was in the trailer busting a nut, yelling at somebody for letting that happen? (laughs) McAfee dropped Moxley twice during the Seth match. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Go ahead, Keith. Well... 
I think it's, it's Seth Rollins. He can get away with it. What are they going to do to him? Um, but he most likely got permission knowing Seth Rollins. Well, I don't really know him personally, but they, they can give his character. I feel like he'd probably ask permission to do that first before he did it because it is his good friend. He just got a uh, rehab. And I'm pretty sure I read earlier that WWE offered him, offered to pay him for the rehab or offered to pay for it, something like that. So I'm pretty sure I think Mox and WWE are in good terms. So I'm pretty sure if Seth asked, he could probably have gotten permission to drop his name in there. But who Maybe. knows? Who knows? Just okay, speculation. our next speculation. Our next topic. So this week, WWE put out a statement on AEW's self-mutilation from that tag match that they had with Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. And they pretty much said they don't believe in doing matches like that, blah, blah, blah. So my question is, do you think WWE sent that statement out to try to distract um, advertisers from going to AEW? Yes. But WWE is focusing more on the kids and doing other stuff and not wrestling. AEW is focusing on the 18 to 49 demographic. And guess what? It's working for them. It's the best product out there. It's the best wrestling promotion out there. So, they can try, but soon companies are going to go where the money is, and the money will be heading towards AEW. Yeah, this is Warner Media, Warner Media, who owns TBS and TNT, they sent out a statement and said that. The WWE quote was an attempt at a personal attack against the company and an attempt to hurt their advertising sales. Hmm. Well, this isn't the first time. This isn't the first time WWE has done this because during the uh, Jericho and Nick Cage match, when he brought the pizza cutter, I believe they also said that WWE sent out a letter, a memo to uh, Domino's Pizza, allegedly. So it could be that WWE is trying to get rid of some of AEW's advertisers, but Tony Khan's too rich for that. If they want to get into a chicken fight of money, Tony can't. Tony Khan's family is much richer than the McMahon family, and I do believe this is probably an attack by Nick Khan to try to, you know, get in good, get in better graces with Vince McMahon because Nick Khan is currently his guy, you know, to help him get his record-breaking deals or whatever, and. They're honestly trying to set up for a sale, so it's better if they can get more advertisers on their side and off of AW's side. So, Keith, which one is the better con, Nick Khan or Tony Khan? Tony Khan, by a mile. Tony <laughs> Khan is so much better because at least he won't just fire a bunch of random people and then blame it on budget cuts, and then when someone asks for their release, be like, no. <laughs> No. Okay, our last topic for our random news. Eternally, WWE is said to be disappointed with NXT 2.0 in its first four months. They thought the fans would jump on board with the newer stars. What are your thoughts? 
that's a joke, right? <laughs> no, you can't that tell is me. They can't tell me that they're going to destroy what everybody loved and change it and give it a 180 degree turnaround and try to say, what do you mean you don't like it? It's basically the same. It's like saying, I can't believe it's not NXT. Come on, guys. <laughs> of course, it's not going to work. It, it's If they wanted to work, they shouldn't have called it NXT. They should have given it a new name. Because calling it NXT is going to remind people of the old NXT. And if you're going to come, it's going to cause comparisons. So if you're going to have people comparing the old product with the new product, the new product better be way better than the old product. And when I saw some of the new NXT 2.0 stuff, I was just like, this is so bad. (laughs) Because the old NXT was very good. Like everyone I knew watched it. They're like, this is the only WWE that I can really watch. And now it's just raw <laughs> <laughs> like even their new logo with all them colors it gives me a headache like it's just so loud i just like the black and gold it was simple you knew what it was you didn't have all this stuff popping at you all right so our next segment we're gonna segue into aew dynamite on wednesday well, AEW Dynamite starts off with the return of the crazy lunatic John Moxley. Thought it was a great return. Crowd reception was awesome. <laughs> Some heckler in the crowd gets thrown out. Yeah, screw that John, guy. John Moxley drops the F bomb and TBS doesn't bleep it out. Good. Somebody's getting fired. Yeah, someone in the truck messed up. <laughs> or unless Tony Khan wanted it to be left in there and got permission. That fan deserved to be kicked out, though. And deserved to have a big F you in your face. <laughs> yeah, John Moxie returned had me like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> but... <laughs> That man, his promo is so good, man. Like, it basically was be yourself, beat the crap out of your demons. Like, glad to have John Moxley back. He's looking great. He looks like he's lost like 20 pounds. I'm glad that he got over his demons. Yes, he does. That's what I told Brendan. I was like, he looks really good. Like, before he looked old, sluggish. Now he looks really good. He looks 10 years younger. Yes. (laughs) And also, I think, like, there's a perception in wrestling that you have to be this tough, big, macho guy. So if you're going through with something, you just keep doing what you do and don't really deal with it. And with him coming out saying, hey, I had this problem. I went and dealt with it. Now I'm back. It kind of opens the door for other people to, you know, reevaluate like their mental health or or whatever they may have going on in their life i'm glad he also did it too because he just had his daughter and to know that he did it for his family like that makes it so much more noble like i'm glad that he got better because there's nothing worse than having someone's going through addiction especially when he has a daughter as long as he does is going through their development stage so it's good to see that he Win fixes problem. Yep. Brendan, your thoughts on the Moxley return? Um, he's back. 
Bucks. Glad he's back. Um, hopefully, he's. Don't think he's going to be all of his demons, but he beat the one that mattered to him and his family the most, and that was him cleaning up and becoming sober. Nice. So then next, we segue into my favorite part of the ma- uh, show. We get the MJF promo. And guess who's standing behind him? Wardlow. Birthday boy. MJF sort of, yes, birthday boy. Sort of apologizes, if you want to call it an apology. And Wardlow just looks like he wants to slap the shit out of MJF. You guys' thoughts on the promo? A word that was going to kill MJF. Like, MJF is going to die. But uh, can we talk about MJF's baby blue suit, though? Like, that thing was absolutely dapper. <laughs> that was... I think Brendan needs a suit, a suit like that. You and Brendan need matching suits, Keith, like that. <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a gray one with me. Uh, I'd be rocking the gray and red. But that baby blue suit, oh, man. I'm going to go find one. I will say... Max has the best suit. Like, that pink suit that he had in Raleigh, you can ask Brendan. I was freaking out over it. (laughs) That she was. So your thoughts on the promo, Brendan? MJF's a bitch for what he did to Wardlow. Man docked his pay on his birthday. That's some petty-ass shit right there. (laughs) Who's pettier? Maxwell or Vince McMahon? Vince. I mean, Vince is the same guy that wanted the NXT coaches to shave their beards and get haircuts to look younger. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we have the Adam Cole, Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and Statlander match. Thought it was a really good match. Great match. Um, Baker goes through a table. I did not think they would put Baker through a table. What's your guys' thoughts on this match? AEW has been going crazy on the table spots, but uh, during their entrances, when uh, Britt Baker came out, Adam Cole was looking like a proud dad. (laughs) (laughs) You can see it in his face, he was looking so happy and proud. Uh, no, he wasn't a proud dad. He's like, I'm taking that shit home and I'm hitting the fuck out of it in the bedroom. Oh man, uh, Orange Cassidy is a woman beater. Can you believe the freaking beatdown that he put on Britt Baker? Oh that, my goodness, those that kicks. Was, that is brutal. some domestic abuse right there. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Statlander may be underrated. That standing moonsault off the apron was absolutely great. Like, I have never seen that before. I'm not sure how people could do that. She's probably that's a one of a kind move that I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. I do agree. I think Statlander is a little underrated. I think I would like to see her go after Jay Cargill in that TBS title. Oh, she's gonna die <laughs> if she does that. Jade Cargill. I'm just saying, is that I think it would shit. be a good match. Brendan? I uh, thought the match was really good. For it being a Mets tag match. Entertaining. As always. Plus it has Adam Cole and he makes every match good. Same with Britt and Orange Cassidy. And Statlander. They're all good. Um, 
like he said, OC needs to be in prison now for being a domestic abuser. And we got a table spot. We love tables. Uh, yeah. One thing that I did notice is, like, what are AEW's rules in intergender tag team matches? Because is it just, like, the men can't hit the women? And it's so confusing because I thought you'd get disqualified if you were to hit the opposite gender. But then Chris Statlander took that dive into Adam Cole and they let that go. So, yeah, we need a little bit more clarity on some of the rules in AEW as well. I know AEW is not a big fan of, like, DQ matches. They don't like to disqualify people. So, I guess their basic rule was women have to fight women, men have to fight men. You know, like, when you get down to it. But, like, the Orange Cassidy thing with Britt Breaker, he didn't really do anything to her, you know? <laughs> yeah. Except put her through a table. <laughs> Adam Cole shouldn't have moved. Oh, and did you see Adam Cole's face when Britt went through that table? He looked like a man possessed, and he was getting ready to kill somebody. Then OC got why the babies. <laughs> Because OC ain't going to have no babies. That's why at Beach Break, Adam Cole is going to absolutely kill Orange Cassidy. I'm ready to see it. They think that uh, Britt Baker, uh, not Britt Baker, uh, they think that the uh, women's match on Rampage a few weeks ago was self-mutilation. I cannot wait to see what uh, Adam Cole does to Orange Cassidy in this notice qualification match they have. We're going to get your predictions for that, Keith, at the end of the show. I can't wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, next we have the Jericho, Ortiz, and Santana promo. There's some tension in the inner circle. I'm thinking Santee's, uh, Santana and Ortiz are going to leave. Probably. <laughs> Go form the Probably. New York Mafia with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> uh, uh, proud and powerful are definitely clashing with Chris Jericho right now. But if any if anyone can help the inner circle right now, it's going to be Sammy Guevara. As soon as Sammy Guevara gets back, he's probably going to play peacemaker between them. and probably going to get him back together like he did before with MJF. But uh, if not, I mean, a disbanded inner circle, it could probably be what's best for business right now because they've been together since day one, the first AEW show. So if they split them up, It'd be nice to see some uh, cool matches between them. Because as they did say, like, Pride and Powerful have not had really any shots at the tag team titles. They might have had that one against the Bucks early on. But otherwise, yeah, why haven't they become tag team champions yet? Every other person in the inner circle besides Jake Hager has basically won a title. So where is Santana and Ortiz's shot? I agree. I like Santana and Ortiz. They're one of the best tags. Yes. Now, I will say AEW's got a strong tag division. Yeah, it might be too strong. (laughs) Yeah, I think that might be the problem. And then if after that, we get the Adam Cole promo. What do you think about the Adam Cole promo, Brendan? Uh, Adam Cole is going to kill OC next week. Like, 
Should we all wear Black Wednesday for the death of Orange Cassidy? Maybe. Maybe. Here lies Orange Cassidy. You put Britt Baker through a table. (laughs) (laughs) No more freshly squeezed. Saw dried up. He's about to get juiced. (laughs) Lights out, baby. Adam Cole is trying to draw up OC's babies because he keeps hitting them in the babies. <laughs> this man then we have another promo. Up. Huh? This man thinks he's Shinsuke Nakamura from what, 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I liked the Shinsuke back in the day. Then we get another promo of Billy Gunn and Christian. Thoughts on that? Thank you for coming, Christian. It was a good <laughs> run. You just got taken out by the ass boys. <laughs> ass boys. So that leads us to getting the ass boys versus Jurassic Express for the titles. The ass boys. I think the ass boys are going to get their ass kicked. Probably. <laughs> I mean, do you really want a piece of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? And they Watch hurt Christian. <laughs> and they hurt Christian, yeah. So that just motivated Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I mean, like, they needed any more motivation, but you just really gave them motivation to whoop your ass. Yeah, you have to be careful. That man Luchasaurus will break their arms, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I don't think he did it intentionally, Keith. Sure he Featuring <laughs> a witch, since you brought that up. Um, I have heard that uh, Phoenix is supposed to return mid-February. That's a really fast turnaround. Well, he didn't break his arm. He only dislocated his elbow. So that was the best case scenario for him. So instead of like a three to four month rehab process, he's got like a three to six week rehab process. Oops, still hope him a speedy recovery. Hope he gets well really yeah. quickly. Because I love me some Lucha Brothers. Then we get everybody's favorite Cody Rose promo. <laughs> Cody pulls out this big ass ladder and puts it in the middle of the ring. So you know what we're going to get. You know he's setting this up. So he does his little promo, drop some shade on WWE. I mean, you think Cody got some hostility, angry feelings toward WWE? Yes. I, I love the line where he goes, we are not in the business of renaming people. <laughs> then he proceeds to go, there is no secondary titles in AEW. And we knew he was going to do it. He challenges Sammy Guevara. To a ladders match. You guys' thoughts on that whole promo? I loved it. It was a great promo. And there was moments there where I was like, oh, is Cody finally gonna go full out heel? And he doesn't. Brings it back. It's like, well, damn. I love the Gunther McGillicuddy. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder if Cody thinks he's the Razor Ramon or the Shawn Michaels in this one because this ladder match is probably going to be really good. I just can't wait to see Sammy Guevara jump off the ladder and then Cody Rhodes, you know, 
win somehow still. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cody wins, LOL. Either Sammy's going to uh, fall off that big-ass ladder or they both going to come off that big-ass ladder. No, It's going to be like you. Shane McMahon climbing to the, tight, the top of the Titantron and jumping off the to- top of the Titantron. What they need to try do. Set up one table, set up another table on top of it, and they both go through them. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not a table, but a table's ladders, man. No, but it's a ladder. Anything goes. Tables will be used. <laughs> it's just a ladder match, though. Maybe they'll go through another table. I mean, another ladder. Maybe. Yeah. Somebody's going through something. That's all that matters. <laughs> Can't wait to see this crossroads at the top of the ladder because Cody has to have his moment. <laughs> oh, that would be badass. That would be so badass. Then we get another promo between Anna J and Jade Cargill, where Anna J challenges Cargill for her TBS title. Um, I think the whole segment sucked. Um, Anna J needs to work on her talking skills. Your thoughts? I couldn't even. I couldn't listen to this promo. I love John Silver in the ring as a ring worker. As a promo, I just can't get behind John Silver. Like, I'm pretty sure he'd be good, but all the silliness, I just can't take. Like, he's too silly for me. I can't really take him seriously. So this promo, I just, I just wasn't in it. Brendan, um, really don't have a major opinion on this promo. Thought it was like, oh, all it is was a one match thing. So, whatever. So, we finally get another match after all these promos. Um, we get the House of Black versus the Varsity Blondes. Um, we all knew House of Black was going to win because the Varsity Blondes suck ass. thought it was an okay match. I mean, I didn't really have anything that stood out to me during that match. Except Brody King's a badass. Yeah. They just killed the varsity blondes. It was a few, it was like a couple of minutes. Good. Fuck the varsity blondes. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Julia to turn on them. Yeah. I think she's going to turn and join the House of Black. Would that finally make her an in ring worker then? Because has she even wrestled a match before? Mm. Maybe one or two on Dark? Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're going to see more in-ring Julia Hart when she turns heel, joins the House of Black. Maybe. They're going to do Sister Abigail better than what WWE did. Yeah, turn her to Alexa Bliss. (laughs) You guys are killing me. (laughs) So, next we get the Lance Archer match. Um, This match went way too fucking long. I was sitting here yelling at the TV. This match needs to hurry up. However, Lance Archer is a strong son of a bitch. And I don't want to piss him off and meet him in a dark alley. Who doesn't love everybody dies? Lance (laughs) Archer. That man, I love Lance Archer. I'm glad that he's back because 
when he did that moonsault line on his neck, I honestly thought he broke his neck. I was honestly scared for him. I thought he pulled him, pulled the uh, <sighs> Brock Lesnar almost paralyzed himself. That was very scary to see. Yeah, that match was very long. I would have expected him to have a squash match, but it was Frankie Kazarian, and you know they can't just bury Frankie like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good to see that he's back and that he's he's doing good because it was a scary. I also, if I'm not mistaken, think this was the replacement match for the FTR match we were supposed to get because of medical protocol. They had to pull that match. So I'm thinking that they were planning on the FTR match going long. And when they had to pull it and put this match in here, that maybe could be why it went so long because it didn't need to go that long. Archer should have buried this motherfucker and been done with it. It should have been like the CM Punk Spears match. Boom, boom, done. CMJF. <laughs> but oh, I thought the Lance Archer match did go a little bit long. It was entertaining, though. But it just went way too long for my liking. Because you got a dude who's, what, 6'7"? Don't know how tall the other guy was. But, like, it should have been over within three to two, two to three minutes. Yeah, with the Nick yeah, being the Lance Archer, like, Lance Archer is, like, Luchasaurus size. I'd like to see them two go at it. <laughs> yeah, with the Nick being the Murderhawk monster, you'd expect him to just whoop everybody very fast. Like, this is just... Not it. <laughs> it was too long. He's the maybe give him a just a streak of like burials of main roster guys, not just guys you don't know of. Like just feed people to the murder hawk monster. I want to see him just clap people in like two minutes. Like have him clap Sammy Guevara. <laughs> just straight up boom. Brendan, you love Sammy. You would be crying if, if Archer took out Sammy. No, I wouldn't. I would be happy as fuck. I don't like Sammy. He's a bitch. I think my notes got a little mixed up because we did not talk about the CM Punk match, so we're going to finish talking about the Archer match. As Archer is leaving the ring, the dumbass comes out, I mean Hangman Page, comes out to confront him. Hangman, you got a death wish because Archer's going to bury you in your cowboy Shit. <laughs> They're not gonna have Lance Archer tape the title off of Adam Page. No, but they're just gonna let him continuously beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, man, Page is gonna get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he might really physically get hurt and have to relinquish his title. Didn't Hangman... Hey, Kind of fuck up Lance Archer this time around. Mm, not really. Did uh, just toss him out the ring? Maybe. Yeah. He wanted to go for the buck shot, but didn't. So next, we're going to talk about the Spears Punk match. Very quick match. It fucking sucked. 
because Sean Spears should have been able to showcase his talent and kick CM Punk's ass. Granted, what? No, what? you no, know what? CM Punk was going to win this match anyway because they're not going to let Punk lose until he loses to Maxwell. However, shortest match of the night. Yeah. Your thoughts on the match? Uh, why does Sean Spears, like, you can tell that he has, like, sexual tension with all the cherries that he brings out. Like, it's so weird. <laughs> like, like, why are you looking at this chair like this, man? Like, relax, bro. We're not going to see you do anything on national television with this chair. But Maybe he's honestly, into object sexual activity. I don't know. I <laughs> know. Uh, it's just freaking me out. It's like, this dude is... I mean, you could give me the chair and put Maxwell in it, and I could have some sexual tension, but not just with the chair. <laughs> I, I need, like, Maxwell or Wardlow to be in that chair. <laughs> like, Brendan would need Tay Conte in that chair to have some sexual tension <laughs> with the chair. Keith would need Thunder Rosa. Whoa, 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 See, Keith would need Thunder Rosa. <laughs> but now that you've mentioned that, Keith, yes, he does. It's like he's in love with the chair. Weird. <laughs> so is that like the same as like these people that are in love with like blow up dolls? Quite possibly. It's it's so weird. <laughs> So anyway, back to the match. So, Punk hits him with the GTS. It's over. I didn't get to hear my man on commentary. This is another reason I think this match sucked because I wanted to hear some MJF commentary because it would have been awesome. But the match lasted what? 45 seconds? If that. If that. What? CM Punk stays undefeated. Sean Spears is mid. Well, we have to talk about what happened after the match. So CM Punk, you know, is doing his little thing to the crowd. My slimy, sneaky MJF slides into the ring. That would have been some great butt shots if I would have been there on my phone. And you think he's going to, like, attack CM Punk from behind. CM Punk turns around. Okay, PG Punk, I need you to keep your damn hands off my man's scarf. You are not clean enough to touch something that expensive. Hey, Grabs you can't out argue. the scarf, but MJF slides out of the scarf and slides out of the ring. Pussy. Hey, <laughs> man. I'm not mad at it because Punk looks great in Burberry. He mm-hmm. looks so good in Burberry. He makes it work. He looks better no, in that scarf no, than what don't. MJF Thank does. You, <laughs> Love Maxwell. No, no, he don't. Love Maxwell to death. But if he wants that scarf back, he has to get in the ring and get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be Burberry. like one of those. You, you hang the scarf above the ring and whoever climbs the ladder gets the scarf. Scarf, yeah, on a pole scarf on a pole match. <laughs> scarf on a pole match. And can we talk about them shoes MJF was wearing? What shoes were he wearing? They were blueberry shoes to match the scarf. Oh, that would have been fire. I missed that. Drip. <laughs> Go Drip back and look at it. Drip King. Drip King, I, King, baby. I got a full picture. Brandon, I will send you this picture so you can send it to Keith. Okay. 
Hold on, I'm gonna do that right now because I need Keith's input on this. Oh God, drip Keith. Um, uh, Maxwell has got. I don't know if you can see it. Yes. Um, Maxwell has got some fashion sense. I just sent it to you, B. Keith, who has better fashion sense, Seth Rollins or uh, Maxwell? Maxwell, of course, man. Why would you even ask that question? See, Seth Rollins come out last night and looked like he belonged in New Japan Wrestling with that gear. <laughs> hey, nothing's wrong with NJPW. You have to click on the picture to bring the whole thing up, Keith. Okay. What are those? Huh. It's sending. Those are some pretty nice shoes. Hey, don't don't make me get inspiration. <laughs> yes, Keith, you will have inspiration from Maxwell when you see the whole outfit <laughs> from Dynamite. Don't make, me, don't make me spend the money to spend on books with these shoes. <laughs> no, Keith, we need you to spend money on books first, and then you can go buy shoes. Oh my! Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Who needs books, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> this this is it right here yes sir maxwell thank you sir for uh yeah i needed that in my life <laughs> i'm i'm kind of thinking maxwell is channeling some rick flair because he is styling and profiling of course now all he has to be is jet flying a limousine riding there you go <laughs> Can't wait to see the whole transformation of Maxwell. I'd say he's a nice uh, mix of Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. He's the best of both worlds right there. Yes, but I need that suit on my bedroom floor. That's all I need to say about that. So let's transition into our only women's match of the night, which is Serena Deeb versus Sky Blue. Deeb wins, of course. <laughs> Alts. Uh. That was the most vicious tequila sunrise I've ever seen in my life. Like, I was absolutely worried for Sky Blue's uh, health when I saw that tequila sunrise because that looked vicious. <laughs> it did. Don't put I'm me in I'm thinking Deeb and Cargill are going to be, like, the two heels for the women's division because Deeb is a badass heel after – because I think they turned her – was it last week when she fought um, – where she like absolutely Sheeta. destroyed Sheeta's knee. Yes. Yeah, that was like I thought heel. that was her turn to be a heel. Yeah. What? I think she was already a heel against uh Sheeta because I think she her and Sheeta have been feuding for a while now. It's been a few weeks, but I think she cemented it after she beat the crap out of Sheeta. She yeah. Said, yeah, Sheeta she all the way back to Japan. <laughs> In which I have never seen Sky Blue wrestle until Monday night on Dark. I think I've seen her wrestle one match on Dark either last week or the week before. And then you're going to put her in Dynamite against Deeb. So it was basically, hey, we're going to throw you out there and let you get your ass kicked by this woman who's been in wrestling for like 20-some years. <laughs> I well. feel like me going against Daniel Bryan right now. <laughs> I die. And man, slap me around like a piece of wet meat. 
speaking. Your thoughts on that match, Bree? It was whatever. What's a squash match? Sky Blue was looking fine, though. But other than that, it was a squash match. Was she looking oh. better than Tay Conti? That's tough. Why do you have Mine, me on the spot like that? We need an answer, uh, Brendan. Um, These are the hard-hitting questions they want answered, Brendan. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. They're like, it's a tie, okay? Take the safe route. Okay. It's a tie. He's sweating, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Serena Deeb said that AW has signed some major women. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so I heard it was storm. two. And there are a lot of really strong free agents that are women right now. Like, Ember Moon's a free agent. Yeah. I have Valkyrie. Uh, Tony Storm, just to name a few. Um, I, I <clears throat> wow. Um, I'm gonna break this up for a minute. Lilo Rush just tweeted out his contract is up February 14th, and he will become a free agent. And he said to inquire for bookings, please email and give an email address. So I do not think Lilo is gonna resign with AEW. So Breaking he news here on the mid podcast. He's he's not gonna go back to WWE. No. Like he can go be a manager for Bobby Lashley again, even though he's MVP. I don't know. Talk about his glutes. <laughs> uh he's gonna go to TNA or NJ or New Japan. Those are really his only options at this point. Cause I doubt he'll go to GCW. That's too violent. Maybe though. But, hmm, interesting. Yes. Um, one of the um, women that they have signed with AEW, yesterday they had already put on their Twitter account merch for her, and I cannot remember her name. Hmm. So, yeah. Just... A little bit of breaking news right there. So anyway, back to <clears throat> our regularly scheduled broadcast. So next, we get a promo from our boy, Dan Lambert, and Scorpio Sky, and as I like to call him, Canadian Top Tits, where Ethan Page challenges Moxley to a match on Rampage. Your thoughts? Yeah, when I saw this, I was like, Ethan Page has no chance against Moxley. Isn't his record like 500? <laughs> Something like that. Well, at least he had the gonads to stand up and challenge him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, where was anybody else? <laughs> Guess we'll get to that match later. <laughs> and Just saying, I mean, nobody else in that locker room wanted to stand up and take it. So, come on, Canadian top tits. (laughs) 
So next we see my boy Elito. He joins <laughs> the Hardy family office. Thoughts on that? I have no clue where they're going with this. Andrade and Matt Hardy working together for the Andrade Hardy family office. <laughs> I have no clue where they're going to take this, but half the time I can't understand what Andrade is saying in his promos. I'm just sitting there. I mean, I'm just sitting here looking at him because I think he's hot. That's it. I'm not paying <laughs> attention to what he says, to be honest. Still think he could do better than Charlotte Flair. Hey, man, his preference is his preference. Yeah. He's say he's not doing it for Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think somehow, someway, Jeff's going to come into this. Which would be interesting. Which, forgot to hmm. say, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy are teaming up this weekend. For like the first time in three years. Interesting that you do bring up Jeff Hardy, because now that you say that, I can see where this is headed. Eventually, I think Jeff Hardy might take Matt Hardy out of the Hardy family office, and it might just become the Andrade family office. That's interesting. That's something to watch out for. Oh, the girl that they put on there, Marnia Schaffer, the problem? Marnia Schaffer? Yeah. Two days ago, they dropped a, on their Twitter account, they dropped a new arrival shirt for her. So she has to be one of the women they signed. Yeah, I think she had a match on Dark about a month ago, and she basically said that she was happy to be there. Marisha Fear, isn't that Roderick Strong's uh, significant other? I think so. Huh, <laughs> interesting. Quick Google search, search Roderick Strong. So, yes, I could see where Andrade takes over the Hardy family business. But do you think Andrade is ever going to get Darby Allen to work for him? No. Uh, unless AEW is going for something crazy, turning Darby Allen heel in pairing with Andrade, that's just a pairing that I don't see working personally. But I don't know. It is AEW. They tend to make things work. So, I don't know. And uh, Keith... That is Roderick Strong's significant other. Very interesting. So does that mean he might be coming to AEW? He said is that the wait not, and see? <laughs> he said that he's not happy with NXT. Who would be? <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Just saying. So, our main event for Dynamite was the Acclaim versus Grandpa Retirement Sting and Darby Allen. Thought it was a great match. Thought Sting put the Acclaim over very well. I love Platinum Max. He's like my second favorite Max. But I loved his rap. It was awesome. Um, The one... Yes, everybody loves Platinum Max. The one critique of this whole match that I have 
was Darby needs to learn how to sell a move. What I mean is when they put that chair around his neck and rammed him into the pole, everybody went, oh shit. Because we thought Allen was hurt. But then, at the end of the match, he comes running down to the ring like nothing fucking happened and starts kicking ass. He needed to sell that more. Like, he should have come back with a neck brace on, should have had, like, the medical staff trying to stop him and him, you know, like, beating the shit out of the medical staff. But no, you just come out down to the ring like, hey, I didn't have a chair wrapped around my neck and just got pushed into a pole and probably could have broke my fucking neck, but I'm Darby Allen. Steroids. Just saying. He needed to sell that move a little bit more. But overall, I thought it was a great main event match. It showed the talent of the Acclaim because I do think they're underrated. And you have to give it up for Grandpa Retirement Home, 61 years old, in the ring, still kicking ass. Flying Your off of stages. Sting needs to be nerfed. He was 2v wanting the acclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> he was going off. <laughs> yeah. But I was surprised to see him jump off the stage, not to a table. That was honestly surprising because... uh. At his age, I'm pretty sure he knows he should not be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Now, they say he's in really, really good shape for his age. He looks in good shape for his age, too. Yeah. But I figure, isn't he older than The Undertaker? I figure that he probably wouldn't be. He is 61. I'm not quite that. sure how old The Undertaker is. All I know is they've been both doing this for a minute. <laughs> yes. Did you see the um, the documentary that WWE did on The Undertaker, The Last Ride, Keith? Uh, I saw bits and pieces. I didn't see the whole thing. You need to watch the whole thing. It, you see a side of The Undertaker that you, you never see. Hmm. It's very good. I would recommend going to watch it if you're an Undertaker fan. So, your thoughts on this match, guys? Uh, Darby Allen is a heat-seeking missile. <laughs> he just absolutely pelted the acclaim when he came back. That was a crazy move, but at the same time, I do agree. He should have sold his injury a bit more. Because I can't believe someone could get their neck wrapped around a turnbuckle with a chair wrapped around it. And then just do a suicide missile dive off the stage onto two people and not come out with any injury. Man came back like he was Superman or something. <laughs> come on, man, relax. You Superman it. <laughs> like I said, that was my only critique for that whole match is he should have sold that move better than what he did. Like he shouldn't have come running back to the ring like he just was fresh and it's the first time he's been in the ring. But so your overall thoughts on Dynamite from Wednesday night? It was a pretty good show. If I had to drink it out of 10, I'd probably give it about 
it wasn't the best that I might have ever seen. It wasn't the worst. It was like above average. Some would say mid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you are on the mid podcast, Keith. So we use that word a lot and we have to use it before it gets trademarked. Yes. Which we might have to file for a trademark. Anybody know a good trademark lawyer? AEW is going to probably trademark that real quick. Like, <laughs> I I kind of agree. I thought it thought it was a good dynamite, not one of their best. I felt like there was too many promos this Wednesday. Yeah, I was feeling like NXT. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been because you know people are being pulled because of medical protocol. And I'm not blaming them. You got to do what you do to keep your people safe. But I, I'm, I'm kind of like Keith. I would probably give it like a 6.5 or a 7. Yeah. What you got, Brendan? Probably like, I'll do a 6.8. But I, Dynamite wasn't bad. At least it was watchable. At least it kept you entertained on, like, NXT. Okay, so let's move into um, Rampage from last night. We start off with John Moxley and Canadian Top Tips. Thought it was a really, really good match. Um... Moxley sold that that um, move where he goes out of the ring. I think Ethan Page is a little underrated. Mm. Do love all ego. I do love I... all ego. <laughs> like he's my oh. third favorite wrestler in AEW because it's like MJF, Wardlow, then Ethan Page. <laughs> uh. I thought it was a pretty typical match, to be honest. I, I, I wouldn't have raved about it. Um, one of the problems I have with this match was they were outside the ring for almost, like, 30 seconds. Like, where was the ref count? Like, you know, okay, that's, Anna, Thank you, Keith. This is the one problem I got with AEW. Um, I need the con to teach his referees how to do a 10 count because my man Wardlow should have freaking won. <laughs> And M- uh, CM Punk should have been counting out. But no, bitch don't know how to count. Guess she went to school at Alamance Burlington School System because they don't teach you bitches how to count. Uh, no. <laughs> can we confirm that? I think we can. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, like if they were to count, you know, it's not much for a wrestler to just roll in the ring and then roll back out to restart the count. Like if they do the count, the wrestlers will adjust for the count. So please <laughs> fix it. They're outside the ring for a long time, but they did like a table spot that failed because Mox fell through the table. Where are AEW's getting their tables at? Cause their tables are either so hard that no one can go through them. Or they're so paper thin that your body weight will make you go through it. I don't know. Are, are they 
experimenting with tables now i can't tell but uh i mean it was it was right though i mean the ending was what i was hype about <laughs> so. oh we're gonna talk about that i did think yeah. moxley looked good for his first in-ring appearance since he's come back i mean you would figure someone being gone what three months would be a little rusty he didn't look rusty at all yeah mm-hmm. brendan you have any thoughts um the match was entertaining i felt like the ending kind of got messed up don't know what they were going for there now what ending are you talking about the ending with of the match moxley oh page i had because page just stood up yeah he didn't sell that good enough he just he just passed out dude why and are you, you just wake up? up i thought i was playing austin aries i was like oh god no please don't do this <laughs> And then, yeah, I do. I, I agree with y'all. I remember that now. That yeah, Paige could have sold that a little more, and that may be something that the veterans in AEW need to tell the younger wrestlers: you need to sell these moves a little bit better. Like you've got a Punk, you've got a Sting, you've got a Dustin Rhodes. They're veterans. They've been in the business. Like Cody, they've been in this business long enough to know. So hopefully maybe they came back and was like, hey, you needed to sell that a little bit more. But let's talk about what happened after the match on the way back. The match we didn't know we needed, but now we need. Moxley and Danielson. Yes, give me what I want. <gasps> give it to me. I'm here for it. Yes. I am so here for it. That is going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be. Do you think we could see that at Revolution in March? They build that up until Revolution. We might get it before Revolution, to be honest. We might get a a Fighter Fest, one of those type of specials before it. And I'm all here for it. I'm I'm ready to see it. Me too. Whenever we get it, it just it's going to be awesome. Yes. Okay. What was the next match we had, Brandon? Heartbreak versus Nick Jackson. This match had to be changed because of COVID. <laughs> um, Trent's partner got tested positive for COVID. Yeah. So we get Trent and Nick. Thought it was a really good match. It was a good I'm not a fan of Trent. Trent's an asshole. I mean, he left my boy Wheeler Utah hanging. Trent, get back in your damn mama's minivan and go back home. <laughs> no, maybe this could lead to something better. Maybe we can get the split of the best friends and we can get Rapungi Vice full time. I was here for Rapungi Vice. I wanted Rapungi Vice. They didn't give me Rapungi Vice. I was watching Rampage for two reasons. Give me Hook, give me Rapungi Vice, and I'm happy. And Rocky Romero got COVID, so I am sad. But I still think it was a pretty good match. I mean, Rapungi Vice versus the Bucks would have been a barn burner. But, I mean, I'm cool with how this match went. But I better I get Rapungi Vice. I was the outcome. I'll put it that way. I was not expecting Trent to win. 
It's about time the best friends get a win. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Because Adam Cole keeps derailing their win title. Their winning runs. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was an overall good match. Because I think me and Brendan looked at each other when Trent won went like, was that supposed to happen? What did we just witness? <laughs> they should have played their Bungy Vice music anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll get that next time. We better get Once it next Romero week. comes out of COVID protocol. Rocky Romero, get well very fast. I need Rapungi Vice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> then what was our next match? We got them they to sent him. Hook. They sent Hook. Where are my hookers in the audience? I'm a hooker. Keith, are you a hooker? Of course I'm a hooker. I love Hook. We are proud hookers. <laughs> There's your hookers. The only thing I have for this to say is Hook's awesome. That's all. That's it. That's the whole topic. Hook is a cheap shotter. Hook is a cheap shotter, and that's why he wins his matches. Because he attacks his opponents before the bell rings. Uh, Hook is still that guy. Hook has more wins than MJF this year. (laughs) You do have to go to sleep sometime tonight, son. Good point. Good point. Good point. (laughs) I absolutely love Hook. I aspire to be like Hook when I grow up, even though I think I might be older than Hook. Um, (laughs) I, I think you're a few years older than Hook, Keith. A few? Yeah, no, I'm a few. I, I think Hook is like 18 and what? You're like 20? There's no way. <laughs> There's no years way. older than Hook. Just oh, a couple. Man. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> but that was a really good match. Hook was putting on a judo clinic against Serpentico. Hook is 22. Cool. All right. I can aspire to be like Hook. He looks like he's about 18. Hey, once he gets some facial hair, he'll be like uh, Dante Martin. (laughs) Dante Martin was looking like a child before he got that little beard patch. (laughs) I will say, I will say, Looking good in the ring. I mean, he's kicking ass. So, what did you think about the little incident after the hook match with QT? QT's a bitch. Somebody I mean, give Hook me... just body slams the motherfucker and steps over him like he is trash. Somebody give me the album cover of that. I, I need the album cover of that. You know, the little parental advisory thing in the bottom right corner. They know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Put in Allen Iverson. Of course. QT Marshall can't recover from that one. I'm nope. sorry. <laughs> he got stepped over by a rookie. Get good, I'm... scrub. <laughs> Uh, Randy sees QT Marshall versus Hook rivalry where Hook beats the crap out of QT Marshall for about three matches. I cannot wait to see it. And then, you know, we get to see uh, FTW versus uh, what they call themselves. Man, QT's Marshall faction is just so forgettable. Uh, the factory? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
FTW versus the factory. We can finally give FTW some uh, something. Because uh, in their promo on Dynamite, I do believe they said they build assassins. The only assassin yep, I see is Hook. Says that. The only assassin they have is Hook. Because uh, who else has gotten wins? Ricky Starks. Will Hobbs, Will Hobbs Ricky got Starks. beat by a dude one third of his size. And Ricky Starks is defending a title they don't even recognize. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Starks. <sighs> All right. Better assassin. What do we have next? <laughs> the main event: Anna J versus Jade Cargill for the TBS title. I thought it was a very good match for a women's match, and the Anna J uh, Jade match went twice as long as both women's matches combined on SmackDown. Oh, shit. Yo. <laughs> and that match was only 10 to 12 minutes. Just throwing that out there. That is And Jade thing. stays undefeated. And they gave her, like, the Undertaker promo at the end on the screen where it said 25 and 0. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Jade Cargill is that chick. Uh, I love how brutal she is in the ring. She is a menace. (laughs) She is out to end her opponents with no type of problem. So if they could pair her up with a big guy like a Wardlow, that would be a really good one. Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs would be a good one. Matter of fact, they should probably do Powerhouse Hobbs. Cause they probably got that black connection. They got that uh, that mind signal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna stop them. <laughs> they can call their tag team BLM. Why not? <laughs> you heard it here first. That's what they're gonna be called. But BLM though. <laughs> I do uh, think that's trademark Keith, so I don't think they might. They can't use that. Oh no. <laughs> Don't sue me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What are your thoughts, Brendan? Um, I think this match just proves my point of what I said earlier that we need more women matches on AEW, on Dynamite, and Rampage. We need more than two a week. Let me put it like that. Yeah, I think we didn't know what to do because Ty Conte was in uh, Brazil. With her main squeeze, Sammy Guevara. What, did you say something? I did say <laughs> something, and you heard exactly what I said, Brendan Nicholas. What? They're at the beach together. <laughs> what what was... could they have been doing, Brendan? I don't want to know. <laughs> Getting sand in their crack. They're about to get married. Sammy Guevara just met her parents. Eh, we'll probably <laughs> call it off. <laughs> you can only dream. You can only dream. <laughs> yeah. Now if he could only get the so... stepping over QT. <laughs> so 
how would you rate Rampage from last night? <sighs> was it better than Dynamite? Yeah, oh, certainly. <laughs> yeah, it was certainly better than Dynamite. Uh, honestly, uh, I would have given it if it would have had Rapungi Vice on it. I would have honestly given this one a nine out of ten. But my guy Rocky Romero got COVID. I give it an eight and a half because. The Mox match, even though it was like typical, the big pop from his return match, the first match back, it was good. Nick Jackson versus Trent, even though it wasn't what I wanted. It was still a good match. Hook is the guy. I don't care. Hook single-handedly carried this show for me because that's the man. And then Jade Cargill. She's just that chick. She is the one. She is the savior of the women's division. Honestly. That's why it's called This Bitch Show. They should just give her the AEW's women title too. Just give it to her. Yep. She's 25 and 0. Give just her all the belts. Like, give her all the Even the main titles. Like, I, I could see her beating Hangman Page. Like, easy. That She's was something. <laughs> Jade kind of reminds me of, like, China. I don't know if you're old enough to remember China, Keith. Oh, yeah, yeah. And not the country. The wrestler. But... <laughs> She's kind of giving me those China vibes. Like, I'll whoop your ass if you man, female, I don't care. I could see it. And then, you know, we did get that China-Jericho match for the Intercontinental title back in the day. I could see her maybe going after the TNT title. Especially if Sammy Guevara has it. Sammy Guevara won't have a chance. Yes, have Jay bury Sammy, please. <laughs> But do you think we could get a Jade Britt Baker match at Revolution for the women's title? I, I see they put. I don't think they would. Yeah. Not. I don't think they put themselves yet, in that position. At least. Or maybe build it up for another pay per view. I think they'd have to wait a few years before they even think about unifying the titles. I don't think they'd want to have the titles unified in AEW. No, you don't unify the titles. You have her hold both for a little well, bit and then have her like drop the TBS title to uh, someone. Like pull an Asuka. Just mm -hmm. drop the title. I have no more use for this title. This ain't the main title. Boom. <laughs> so kind of do what they did with Seth when he won the US and WWE Championship. I think that was it. The only way I could see them doing it is if they made her like defend it, like Seth had to do it Night of Champions and make her like defend both titles in that, one night. Yeah. Or even Every she could drop the TBS title before her match against Britt Baker at a pay per view. But I couldn't see them like giving her a loss before she went against like the main person. I think if they give her her first loss, it would probably be the Baker. That would make the most sense. Well, I don't know, because Baker isn't really their top. No. I mean, she is their top baby face female, but at the same time, she's still a heel. So they had to find, like, an uber baby face woman to knock off Jade Cargill, and I'm not sure if they have that on the roster right now. 
Thunder Rosa? Yeah, she's good, but I don't think she would be the one. Like, if they brought in an Ember Moon, I could see Ember Moon being the one to take her down. Yeah. I mean, if we're just talking straight babyface, uh, Anna J, uh, Hey Conti, that's what I think of a babyface. Like a goody goody two shoes. I still couldn't see. Person. But I don't think I either one of them would be capable of winning a title. I can't see him knocking off Jade Cargo either. Like Ty Conti, like love her to death, but it's Jade Cargo. Like she's just too big to get knocked off by Ty Conti right now. Twenty five and zero. Like Ty Conti is probably one of the bigger baby faces, but they have to find a star person that would be able to take out Jade Cargo because. At this point, I don't think there's any other woman on her level right now besides maybe a Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And I'm they're not opposed to a Cargill Baker match. <laughs> I don't they don't have... even have to be for titles. I just want to see them two go at it. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna have a heel versus heel title match either, though. I don't know. This one is a tough one. Because I don't see them turning Cargill into a babyface. No. Like, she's a really good heel. And, you know, people like her as a heel. So I don't see them turning her into a babyface. Oh, wait a minute. They have Red Velvet, but she's still not. <laughs> she's still not going to be the one. They... Layla Hirsch. No. <laughs> that... It would be like Rey Mysterio versus the big show. <laughs> Rey Mysterio is underrated and does not get enough love. Oh, no, I love Rey Mysterio. But if we're talking about size, haven't you heard of the story of David and Goliath? <laughs> David slayed the giant. Layla Hirsch uh, could slay Jay Cargill. Maybe Jay in her Cargill. dream, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Didn't beat the Big Show and Mark Henry in like a two-on-one match before? At one- no, that's a Photoshop picture. Is it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been interesting as hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see that meme. I stopped watching WWE with Rey Mysterio in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've seen that picture before. It's photoshopped. But, uh, I have one thing to add. Vince McMahon said that he never had faith in Finn Balor as a roster filler. What is that even well, supposed damn, to Well, damn, Vince! I don't know. I'm Did guessing... He- it has something to do with them blocking or not wanting Finn to go to AEW. Um, if that were the case, then why do you win the Universal title in the first match? It's Vince McMahon. He's probably losing his mind because he is like 70-something years old. Probably. You hate to see the dissension of old people. It's tough. 
<laughs> oh well. Sucks right now. It doesn't look like Triple H is going to be getting the reins to the WWE right now. If Vince dies, Triple H is making his own company. I can't see him staying there if he doesn't get control. Of I, I don't see. I don't see Triple H staying there if they sell. Unless Triple H is part of the ownership that buys WWE, I don't see Triple H staying there neither. No. He has no reason to. The only reason he's still there is probably because of his wife. That's basically it. Because the way they... I'm still trying to figure out what he did to Vince to piss Vince off to for Vince to take NXT away from him. Because like you said, NXT was their best product. I guess it's because Vince thought, oh, you lost the Wednesday Night War. You're not good enough to do it. Even though Triple H wasn't really given the best of opportunities to really win. Exactly. It was basically <laughs> like AEW's dark. It was just a training spot for the new guys. That's all NXT was. But it was so much better than SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. Because Triple H knows what he's doing. It hurts. Wouldn't it be some shit, though? You know, WWE gets sold, Triple H leaves and comes to AEW. I don't think he'd go that far. I honestly think he'd start his own company. Because he has enough money to do it. He's been with WWE for, like, what, 20 years? Over 20 years? He's definitely got the money to start his own company. And if he did that... Well, I mean, I could see him starting his own company, maybe with some investors. Him, Shawn Michaels, you know. Like, if uh, William Regal doesn't just completely go to AEW, like, right now, and he gets William Regal back, he gets all his guys back, starts his own company, I a lot of people would be behind it, because especially it's not under the WWE brand anymore. I feel like all the AEW guys would go to Triple H and stuff, too, and they'd watch them both equally. So, and I feel I like Triple H would be one of those guys that lets his wrestlers go out to other companies. Maybe Triple H and give them creative company. control. That's the biggest problem with WWE. They do not give their wrestlers creative control. They hand them a piece of paper. This is what you're gonna do. Screw it. And I think that's the difference between WWE and AEW, where Tony Khan pretty much lets the wrestlers have creative control. Because half the shit MJF says would not have flown in WWE. <laughs> I mean, like him or, or hate him, that shit would not have flown in WWE. You calling out someone's dead dad? No. Yeah, especially the way he did it. <laughs> yeah. Who am I kidding? You're not up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, that promo was... How do I put... Fucked up? But it was a good promo. <laughs> uh, But honestly, I think if Triple H did his own company, it'd be a bigger threat than WWE is to AEW right now. Because a lot of guys in AEW... I'm pretty sure they all like, really like Triple H and what he did with NXT. So I could see them. Hey, I'm familiar with Triple H. I love his work. I know all these people personally. Hop ship, go back there. Because like a Johnny Gargano, a Tommaso Ciampa, uh, 
the Undisputed Era, all those guys you would have thought were to be NXT for lifers. And then, you know, they took away all the Triple H stuff, did this. I feel like they go back to Triple H and give him the opportunity if he started his own company. I just want to hear it's all about the game. Should start playing at an AEW event one day. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> it's not licensed Even by though the WWE. It isn't? No, because Motor or Yeah, Motorhead yeah, created Motorhead. that song for Triple H, so Motorhead has the copyrights to that. Well, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> what about the King of Kings one? That is fire. <laughs> I think Motorhead did that one too. So all the songs, I think the last two, two songs Triple H has had have been done by Motorhead because he's friends with the head singer. Thank you, Lenny. R.I.P. Yeah, I couldn't remember the dude's name. The I, guy. Like, I wanted to say that. <laughs> and I was like, guy. I don't want to be wrong. Yes. But I think that's everything that I know of. I do have a shout out. I do have a shout out. Today is Tully Blanchard's birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, sir. Let's go FTR. Yes, I love me some FTR. We all love FTR. North Carolina boys. FTR country, baby. I need some FTR and some Briscoes. I need that match. Yeah, FTR, where have they been? Because weren't they supposed to be in Raleigh as well? Um, they were in Raleigh. They did a promo backstage to the Briscoes uh, on uh, on their Twitter account. And TK, get the Briscoes already, man. Yeah, like, what is he scared about? Like, that's probably the biggest money match they could do right now. Briscoes and FTR. <sighs> But I think, I think what I think FTR, I mean, I think the Briscoes are coming to AEW because the Briscoes was on Busted Open this week. They've dropped some hints. Tony Khan has dropped some hints on his segment every Friday on Busted Open at 1130. You know, he said he didn't have a, you know, he could see the Briscoes in AEW eventually. Do it now. You're dropping the ball, Tony. <laughs> like I said, TK probably already has something in the works. He's just waiting for the perfect time to bring them in. Mm, that's what I think. I think he's just waiting for the right opportunity. But I don't think. I don't have anything else to add. Do you guys have anything else to add? Um, no, I thought, um, I thought AEW was pretty good this week. Love my man's fashion sense. You keep rocking those suits, MJF. Um, oh, we do need to talk about upcoming Dynamite. It's, what, beach break in sucky Cleveland, home of Wardlow. So, (sighs) let's get Keith's prediction on who's going to win. All right. So, Keith, we have the inner circle, which is comprised of Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz, going against Daniel Garcia and 2.0. Who do you have? 
All right. I feel like Eddie Kingston's going to come out, do something. Jericho's going to attack him. Proud and powerful are going to turn on Jericho. So I can see Daniel Garcia winning this because dissension within the inner circle. Brendan. Uh, I think Kingston is going to end up costing Jericho the match. So 2.0 and Daniel Garcia for like the thousandth time. I, I kind of agree with y'all. However, I'm going to say the inner circle pulls it out. So I'm going with the inner circle. Then we have our lights out match with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. No bias, Brandon. Adam who do you Cole. got? Keith, who do you have? Is is there any other answer than Adam Cole? Like Orange Cassidy does not have a chance, even though he probably does. Oh my god, is Orange Cassidy gonna win this match? <laughs> <laughs> It better what be do you Adam think Cole. the fallout would be if Orange Cassidy wins this match? Best friends. What do you think the fans the would think? <sighs> Honestly, they'd probably be happy, but best friends versus the elite has already been going on for too long. This has been going on for like it started in like 2021. This basically started since Adam Cole got into AEW. Basically. Well, no, he did have that, he did have that short feud of the dark order, but They've been doing this for way too long. Like they gotta end it already. Like I'm ready to see the uh, at the elites versus literally anyone else, or, or the undisputed era versus the elite. I'm trying to see something new because Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. This, this is too much. Hopefully, I'm gonna go with Adam Cole. Yes, see. Hopefully this is, like, bringing this view to an end. I think it'll end at Revolution with the Elite versus Best Friends. And then maybe Red Dragon turning on Nick and Matt and Adam Cole joining them. And the Best Friends win. Mm, could see that. Our next match. Letter match. Cody Rose versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Cody Rose is going to win this match. This is going to be another repeat of Cody wins. LOL. They're going to expect him to try to turn heel. He's not going to turn heel. <laughs> this man's never going to turn heel. He already is a heel. <laughs> so Cody Rose is going to end this match. I expect him to do something stupid or crazy or both. Either Cody's going to do a moonsault off the top of a ladder or Sammy Guevara is going to do a 450 splash or Cody Rhodes is going to try to kill them both and do a crossroads off the top of the ladder. <laughs> so we'll have to see and find out. I will say, though, the Cody Rhodes-Sammy Guevara matches that I've seen so far, they've been really good. And I don't care who wins either one. I mean, I kind of like both Sammy and Cody. Uh, I don't know who to pick. I'm going to go Sammy Guevara then. Just to be different from you and Brendan. Because I know who Brendan's taking. <laughs> who are you taking, Brendan? Sammy. Yeah, right. No, like, I actually think they will let Cody Rhodes put over Sammy this time. 
But then, okay. as much as I hate to say it, I think Sammy's going to win. Then what would have been the point of Cody taking the title off of Sammy a few weeks ago? Well, I, yeah, what would have been the point of Cody winning at Holiday Bash? And then, you know, they're putting, giving Sammy the interim title well, while Cody was away. We all figured that Sammy was going to take time off, right? After everything that went on that week. We thought it's like, oh, he dropped the belt, so he wants some time off. So mm-hmm. I think since he didn't take that time off, they're going to give him the belt back. Fully. Okay. Then we have Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. I'm rooting for Red Velvet. I, I want her to win. Because I, I, I'm not feeling Layla Hirsch. She's a little punk bitch that needs to be put in her place. Why is Layla Hirsch going against Red Velvet before she goes against Chris Statlander? Isn't her beef with Chris Statlander? <laughs> she attacked um she attacked Red Velvet at Rampage last night during their promo. Oh man. Uh Layla Hirsch is probably gonna get this one. They're gonna try to build it up for Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. And I don't believe they have made Layla Hirsch to be a threat yet. So I'm gonna have to give this one to Layla Hirsch, unfortunately. What do you have, Brendan? Layla Hirsch. I'm the only one pulling for Red Velvet. Dag. Oh, I love Red Velvet. Yeah, no, I she do too. Is it, but for the sake of what they have going on, I think Layla Hirsch has to get this win. <sighs> as much as I hate to say it. And also at uh, Beach Break. We get to hear from PG Punk. Woo! He still has MJF scarf. <laughs> the man has no pipe bomb. He out. sucks ass. Why do I need to hear from him? The only man I need to hear from is Maxwell. CM Punk needs to come out with the scarf around his neck, please. Well, you know, you know, CM Punk comes out. MJF's gonna come out right after. But yes, they're gonna. Yes, they're gonna have a great promo between each other. But uh, but I just need I need MJF to hurry up and whoop this man's ass and send him back to his couch so he can write comic books that nobody reads and do movies that nobody wants to go watch. Warlow's gonna hey. kick the fuck out of MJF. Yeah, Warlow's gonna we're kill him. About Warlow, in, we're talking about No, so here here's what's going to happen. They have the match at Revolution, Maxwell and Punk, right? Well. MJF costed Wardlow the match at Raleigh. Right? Yeah. I I don't see Wardlow turning on Maxwell quite yet. Yeah, yeah, save that. Well, no, no, this is beach break. No, they won't have it this week. I think they'll save it for Revolution. I think that's when Wardlow will turn on MJF. What if what if they have Wardlow turn on MJF now and build the Master Revolution of MJF versus Wardlow? And what's the plan of doing MJF and Punk right now? Amen. Maybe yeah. we get a mixed tag, uh, uh, a tag team match: CM Punk and Wardlow versus MJF and Sean Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? It's AEW. They'll figure it out and somehow yeah. make it entertaining as fuck. 
of course. What else do we have? Um, I think that's all they've announced so far. Hmm. Yeah, they have some type, title title match in there. Yeah, they got they the Sammy Guevara Cody Rhodes TNT title match. Just just the one? Mm-hmm. So they usually have like two. They're probably gonna be a women's title on the line. I don't know. Maybe Britt Baker defend against somebody. Maybe they'll do that at Rampage. Maybe. They might do the tag match between the Ass Boys and uh, Jungle. Luchasaurus. Jurassic yeah, yeah, they did Earth. announce that. They did announce that. On at Rampage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gun Club has no chance. Ass Boys are going to get their ass kicked. Yeah, Jurassic Express is going to win this one because who's going to put the titles in Gun Club, to be honest? <laughs> Only way they win is if something very bad goes wrong. So It'd be a shocker if they won. It would. Well, you have nothing oh. else. Let, oh. me, let me get you um let me hear y'all's take on on this. So, if you're not a fan of Big E or Cody Rhodes, personally, I think you're going to suck. Um Brody Lee's wife called Big E and Cody Rhodes and asked them to come to where she was in a hotel room to tell her son that his dad was dying, that Brody Lee was dying. Um, both Cody and Cody drove from Atlanta down to Jacksonville, and Big E drove from Tampa to Jacksonville to be there when she told their son that um their dad that his dad was dying. We always look at these wrestlers, you know, as entertainers, not as, like, people. I have to say, that's some mad props for both of them. Because they could have said no. Well, how can you really say no? And Brody Jr. was a big fan of Biggie and loved Cody. And for both of those guys to do that, especially Big E being in the WWE, he was like, "I, you know, if I get heat for this, oh, well, fuck it. You know, this kid needs somebody. <laughs> this kid's getting ready to go through something that no kid should go through at that age. I give props to, to Big E for that. Yeah, I give props to both of them. Yeah. As much hate as Cody gets, they can't deny that he's still a good guy. Like, uh, he's doing the AEW community outreach stuff. He's doing all this other stuff outside of AEW. They may hate the character that he's playing, but in all reality, these are actually good people. Like, you gotta commend what they are doing because there's a few people who'd be like, oh, that's too far of a drive. I can't really do that. I have this to do. Look up with excuses, but the fact that they took the time out of their day to drive hours to get to where they need to be 
to help out Brody Lee Jr. and their other son is really heartwarming to hear. I think it's one of those... No, I thought we would just end on a good note like that. I think it's one of those like heartfelt moments that no matter what company you like more, you gotta like that. Yeah. So. But. So, I think that's all for today. We thank you for giving us some time here on the podcast today, Keith. We loved your input on wrestling. Being a, you know, high school wrestler that you were. <laughs> I had a better freshman year than Keith. And it's because I, I was there to help you. <laughs> no one was able, there to help me. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. So we want to thank you for joining us today, Keith. No Yay. I like having guests on our podcast. Guests are fun. Guests are fun. So what do we got coming up this week? My mid-producer. Oh, uh, we got the Royal Rumble on Sunday or Saturday. Saturday. That's next Saturday. Um, We're going to be dropping a special podcast with our thoughts on that. Boba Fett, Peacemaker. I think yep, that's Wednesday. all. I think we got I'm... Random Shit Monday. Yeah. I got some good stuff for Random Shit Monday. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, did y'all see that video of MJF almost breaking character? With that little kid? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny as hell. Flips off the little kid and he's like, the kid puts up to is like, it's not two. <laughs> yeah. That See, was I think deep down, Maxwell's a good person. Y'all keep bragging <laughs> him, but he is a good person. Oh, nothing beats the interview with Alicia Trout. And he's like, I'm here with Tits McGee from Horror Island. <laughs> Hey, you still the salt of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that he is. Yes. So, we have Random Ship Monday, Geek Wednesday, um, AEW Saturday, and we'll be dropping a special podcast after the Royal Rumble. So, we got a lot going on this week. Yes. So stay tuned. We thank you for listening. And as we say on the mid podcast, we are mid out. Adios, people.